0: Barbara Independent. I'm your host, Alexandra Goldberg, and on today's episode, we're taking a look at self-care in Santa Barbara, but specifically cannabis as a form of self-care. This episode is a part of the Independent Self-Care Special Edition cover story where reporters covered everything from hyperbaric oxygen therapy to workout classes and facials. I'm here today with Jordan Treese, Senior Floor Lead of Pharmacy, a cannabis dispensary here in Santa Barbara, and Indy staff Donnie Brubaker covering the story for print. Now with the nationwide war on drugs, then California legalizing cannabis for medicinal purposes in 1996, cannabis has been on the forefront of policymaking for decades legalization of recreational marijuana use went into effect in November 2016 under Proposition 64, otherwise known as the Adult Use of Marijuana Act. This authorizes personal use for adults over 21 years old and reduces criminal penalties for related offenses. And now, I'm here at the first dispensary to ever pop up in Santa Barbara, which opened their doors in 2019 on Mission Street. Thank you, Donnie and Jordan, for joining me on the show today.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hey.
0: So can you start off by telling me a little bit about yourself? What got you interested in the cannabis industry and how long have you been working in it?
2: Yeah, so I've been working in the industry now for about two years or so. Um, and really what brought me to it first was uh, just really a heavy medical benefit um, Dealing with an autoimmune disorder early on and being prescribed a lot of pills from the doctors was kind of helpful, but I just had such a better like medical benefit from cannabis over that time that over the course of my 20s, I was able to actually replace a lot of those narcotics. And now I actually have a lot of those same symptoms and remission. So. Um, It was really the medical stuff that brought me to this place, and after I was done with my other jobs, I wanted to sort of give back to the same plant that helped me so much through my 20s.
0: That's awesome. I like that quote, give back to the same plant that helped me. So could you tell me a little bit about the cannabis scene here in Santa Barbara?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, it's still... A pretty light scene, but we are definitely doing our best to provide an experience where people feel comfortable and being able to talk about it uh, more honestly and openly to help with medical benefits and actually help them alleviate some of the things that they've been dealing with all their lives has really been a really nice thing to sort of just help them understand. Um, And a lot of people really are at the beginning stages of that here. And so we have a couple other dispensaries here now after us that were really great. Um, but most of the time now, they still come to us asking a lot of very, like, almost like basic medical questions to really understand what this plan is supposed to provide.
0: Yeah, and you're a medical expert in this field, it seems like. You have a lot of knowledge just off of conversations that we've had today. So where did you learn everything and where did you kind of, what piqued your interest in the medical side?
2: Um, yeah, so that kind of takes me back to like probably around twenty, twenty one, twenty two. 22 Um, I was dealing with a lot of inflammation and one day with a buddy of mine, he was smoking and provided me one and I tried it. And even in the same moment, I was a little high, but also my hands inflammation was totally gone. So there was a moment of like this weird moment of like, is this just me being really high or is this like, what's happening here? And it kind of drove me bonkers to be totally honest. And so over the course of that time, I started really messing around with like, its dosages, like what really like would provide those kinds of benefits. And then when Proposition 215 hit for the medical people, it was a lot easier to access these things to be able to see like what is out there, yeah.
0: Absolutely, and then from either of you, Can you talk about cannabis as a form of self-care? I know you went into it a little bit with how it helped you medically, but how can it play a role in healing someone mentally, maybe even physically or emotionally?
2: Yeah, That's always a great one, for sure. Um, Don't get me wrong. I mean, the mental space is always a tricky one. I mean, uh, before I worked in the cannabis industry, I worked as a therapist. Um, So uh, it's an interesting part for me to sort of see customers go through that. Um, I really like one-to-one THC and CBDs that help with that mental clarity and that mental reset, if you will. But I think a tricky thing in that era right now that, uh, or at least where we're at right now with cannabis is because of how potent some of these products can be, they may overdose or not dose themselves enough to be able to actually reach the benefits that they're looking for. Um, so it's there, but I think that that one's, uh, really detailed conversation with even a doctor and even with someone like me around to really understand what's actually happening on a daily basis. I recommend journaling all the time to my customers just to be really on it with your dosage, just to understand how that correlates to your emotions.
0: That's interesting. I mean, journaling is, you know, kind of in the realm of meditation. And um, so that's interesting to hear that journaling and cannabis use can be used hand in hand to treat mental health, maybe trauma or something emotional wise. My next question is, do either of you have any interesting stories about how perhaps the first introduction to cannabis was a significant moment in your own self-care journey?
1: Uh, I know for myself, I grew up in a um... Uh, a very protected kind of uh, safe Christian environment down in Camarillo, California. Um, And so marijuana was lumped in with pretty much any other drug you could name as being taboo and uh, off limits and and bad, you know, capital B, bad. Um, So I didn't really familiarize myself with cannabis until later in life around college. Um, and it was mostly through my involvement in the music scene as a musician. Um, and I'll say that a lot of that, uh, a lot of the use in that scene is for psychoactive elements. Um, and and it, it's just a, lot, a very casual scene, uh, use in that scene. Um, it wasn't until more recently that I started understanding a little bit better the effects that cannabis could have on mental emotional physical wellness and, and how it can extend past just getting high that that sort of thing and you know we kind of talked about that with jordan um over in the shop which is uh there are so many variations now um and and different in you know ingredients or or you know, what was the term you used, Jordan? Like CBN versus CBD. Oh yeah, cannabinoids. Uh, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many different ways that it can not only be consumed, but created now um, that there are, there's something for everyone. And cannabis is no longer about just getting high.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite products right now, even in this shop right now, doesn't even get me that high. And it's probably one of the hands down most enjoyable things I've ever used just because of the fact that it's just a little high. But the CBD is there to make it just like this most fluffy experience that really helps just like after a long day or post-workout to just sort of mentally check out. It's nice. And then you're able to actually get back to what you love the next day, that full energy.
0: Right. And Donnie, I want to touch on the music scene and, and social scenes in just a minute. But you mentioned the word what was it? Cannabinoids? Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that is a little bit more in depth for listeners who maybe don't know the science behind uh, cannabis?
2: Yeah, yeah. So cannabinoids are really what drives that plant up to be what it is today. Um, I always start with people talking about CBG. I love CBG. It is hands down my favorite cannabinoid just because it's the mother It's in charge of not only growing up THC and CBD, but it also helps all the other minor cannabinoids that still haven't even really been identified. We have probably over a hundred different minor cannabinoids that not a lot of people really understand yet. And we start to see it come to fruition because of now that it's legal. Um, The newest one that's really exciting for me is THCV. And that one actually curbs your appetite. So it's kind of a fun one to mess with people on because THCV does actually provide psychoactivity, but then they go, but I don't get the munchies. And it's like, yeah, there's ways where we can actually enhance this plant to provide such a specific benefit that yeah, we can even curb the appetite or maybe we can design it specifically only for sleep without any psychoactivity or maybe even adding a little bit more in there. So yeah, like you said, the variety's just there and it's really cool what, everybody's really coming up with.
0: Absolutely. And for those struggling with maybe anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder, um, what types of products would you recommend? Would you recommend more of a THC, more of a CBD, and all of those caveats that go with that? It's
2: always a great question. Honestly, it's good to have all these uh, cannabinoids present. Um, we like to call this the entourage effect. The entourage effect is really good about Uh, keeping our system in homeostasis. So for anybody dealing with like PTSD, one-to-one is always really nice because the CBD is there to make sure that the THC doesn't provide any anxiety because that's something that a lot of people also ask about, right? Is like, if you take in too much THC, you can become anxious, but CBD helps mitigate that. So that way it's a steadier, more calming kind of experience rather than just incredibly psychoactive. So it's always good to have like half and half THC and CBD for people like that. But CBG is also a really great one for anybody like me dealing with autoimmune disorders. Um, We have CBG in gummies, CBG in flour now. And a lot of that really helps with nausea, Crohn's disease, autoimmune. It helps my arthritis almost instantaneously. So it's really nice to have all those there. And then, you know, the space for sleep is always so hard for people, especially with PTSD. So like a a very heavy THC oriented gummy with CBD and CBN. Um, I didn't mention this earlier, but the CBN is kind of like marijuana melatonin where that would kind of almost mentally check out while that CBD and the THC is kind of there to make sure that it does its job properly.
0: Great. Thank you for that. And Donnie, like you mentioned earlier, you first started using marijuana recreationally with friends in a music scene socially. And a major part of health and happiness is fostering good relationships with friends and doing what you love with your friends. So would you say cannabis brought you and your friends together through recreational use or did that play a role at all?
1: Uh, I would say so. I mean, um, yeah, to, to be participant in, in something with other folks around you, uh, particularly something that is on the safer side, uh, importantly, um, because I know there's a a lot of uh, drug use these days that's leading to unfortunate overdoses. And thankfully I don't think, uh, cannabis is, is gaining that reputation. Um, but yeah, you know, um, to hang out with friends and sit around and, Not get like, uh, blammo high, but you know, enjoy a good time together and, um, it can kind of lower your inhibitions and kind of maybe pull some people out of their shells when they might not otherwise be as social. Um, I have a couple of friends that it makes them really funny (laughs) and that's always fun too. Um, yeah, I I would, I would recommend it for a fun time, uh, use safely and responsibly.
0: Right. And marijuana isn't legal everywhere, right? So some may say there's a stigma surrounding recreational use. We've kind of gone into this a bit. What would you say to someone who is adamantly against it in terms of how it relates to self-care?
2: Well, that's where it always has an interesting line because... There is a medical benefit, but there's also the negative side effects that people worry about. Like, for instance, when you smoke flour, people worry about the resin or the tar and the leftover plant matter that you're taking in. And, yeah, that is always of concern. And it's nice that there's even now doctors really taking the charge there and doing the experiments to make sure that, you know, like these plants and these things, they don't, um, they don't. Turn into something that it shouldn't be, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I mean, I've had customers that come in and talk to me about like even people that like, you know, taking it back to like even before it was legal, like kids and teenagers have always been a place of taboo when it comes to drugs. But now in Santa Barbara, now that it's recreational and now that it's legal, we actually see some really nice benefits where like even the people that would be able to sell the weed or anything like that. It's so regulated now that there's no possible way of contamination. There's no possible way it's laced with anything. I think it's important because now that it's regulated, there's less chance of contamination, there's less chance of it being laced with things. Many times we even get parents talking about the concerns of their high school students who still try to buy illegally and those things are laced with fentanyl now, which Mm. has been such a controversial topic already for so many people because of the fact that it's used in the medical world and because of the fact that it's legal now we see less of that infusion and less of that lacing so we have a cleaner product because of it.
0: Great. Well, before we wrap up the interview is there anything either of you would like to add?
2: Um I just really appreciate just being able to do all this. Like, you know, any anything that we can say or do to help people understand this plant better is always amazing so i just appreciate it
0: yeah stopping the stigma Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and to that end um i think it it seems to me that the industry has come a long way and is going in in very positive places Mm -hmm. and i think in kind of mirrored to that is my own understanding of cannabis and and the ways in which i have used it in my life it's no longer me and my buddies hanging out behind the venue like passing passing a joint around Mm -hmm. you know Um, Jordan, you just showed us over there, uh, a couple of products that people actually use to help energize Mm themselves and, you know, with, with minimal psychoactive side effects. And and so marijuana is no longer just this stoner drug, um, that lowlifes are using, uh, so to speak, but there is something for everyone and it feels really, really, uh, positive that a spot like pharmacy exists to help people understand their needs and then provide for those needs with a variety of products.
0: Well
2: said.
0: Well said, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for joining me on the show today. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Alex. Mm -hmm.
0: Cannabis, marijuana, pot, weed, these greens have the power to heal. Thanks for joining me on the show today for this self-care special edition story. We'll see you soon. Newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent. I'm the indie host, Alexander Goldberg.